Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Sometimes our commander-in-chief, ideally upholder of the law, fails to inspire us. Take the 1970s. Well, I'm not a crook. Or the 90s. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. And now the 21st century. I'm an extremely stable genius. You're about to hear two attorneys make sense out of a legal system some say is a train wreck. Here are Royal Oaks and Connor Oaks. This is Too Many Lawyers. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Oaks. And welcome to a very special episode of Too Many Lawyers, because, Connor, we've decided to devote the entire podcast this week to the Guess the Verdict game. Are you excited about I'm this? I'm extremely pumped. I, I've been I've been you know working out hard in the, the, the law gym all week to you get ready like for this. Going to a library and sitting there and reading? Da-na-na, flip the page. Da-na-na. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, what we're going to do is uh, go through some uh, some lawsuits where the outcome maybe is difficult to guess because, you know, we just don't want to automatically grant these bells on every question. That sound. Um, so let's go to Christianburg, Virginia, shall we, Connor? Please. 48-year-old Michael Knowles has sued advice columnist Ann Landers for $100 million Whoa. for publishing his letter. In the letter, he blamed the Internet, in part, for the fact he wound up shooting and killing his wife. It seems he'd been having an online affair with another man. Oh, my God. Uh, She had been having an online affair. Uh, Now, uh, Ann Landers took the guy to task for trying to blame the computer network. He argues in his lawsuit that by publishing his letter, Ann Landers damaged his good name. By the way, he has been convicted of murdering his wife, so he's got time in his hands <laughs> in the Gray Bar Hotel to be able to draft up uh, creative lawsuits. So, right. Connor, here were the very intriguing facts about this uh, fellow Michael Knows. Uh, what do you think of his well, lawsuit for defamation against Ann Landers? I appreciate that you're starting me off easy. I, I think that these are going to ramp up a bit, uh, I, but I, I'd like to, we got a confidence builder here. You know, this is a warm-up. I'm, I, we're, we're, right now I'm hitting off the batting practice pitcher, right? This is the home run derby pitcher who's tossing it. I as think my, the ratings my, were very good for the home run derby. This is my coach that, who's tossing me these pitches and I am knocking him out of the park. Uh, sorry, guy, uh, no dice. Ann Landers goes free. Oh, you're right. She said, well, Connor really wasn't a criminal, yeah, yeah. criminal case. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unlike just, you, I'm just sort of contrasting it with his situation. Yes, uh, under, understood. Well, good. You're off to a good start. You're one for one, as yes. they say in baseball. As uh, Vin Scully, uh, our dear departed uh, baseball icon, always R.I.P. used to say, absolutely. The best what of an all time. Amazing career to go from 19 
50 to, I guess it was 2016, 67 consecutive years, same, uh, same uh, club, uh, just, just remarkable. I think I've told uh, in a previous pad- podcast my story uh, about the 1965 Perfect Game by Sandy Koufax. Oh, classic. Yeah. Classic game. I don't know your story. Well, the story is uh, I was a little kid back in uh, September 1965, and I happened to have just gotten a little reel-to-reel tape recorder as a gift. And so as this perfect game was coalescing, gelling, evolving, uh, I decided I'd take out my little recorder. Yeah. And Tape record Vince the radio calling the, the ninth inning. Right. Yeah, exactly. So and you got taken to federal copyright court. Well, this is almost that bad. So uh, I set it up and I and I started. I guess recording about the uh, maybe the uh, yeah the top of the ninth inning. So uh, the deal is, it turns out to be the most one of the most dramatic calls in all of baseball. Yeah, I mean, Vince Scully is being lauded for his call of the Kurt Gibson home run right. in the year that was so improbable, the impossible has happened, and so that was terrific. He also, of course, uh, I had forgotten this. He called Hank Aaron's 715th home run, breaking Babe Ruth's record. Wow, uh, stood since the 30s. That you can't exactly predict. I mean, none of these. But yeah. No, no. But but I think the call that. Vince Scully is best known for is the the ninth inning when Sandy Koufax had his fourth straight uh, year throwing a no hitter, topping it off with a perfect game in 1965. And so Scully's uh, Scully was just remarkable as usual in in telling the picture in dramatic way, and then sitting back and letting the fans roar for you know, 45 seconds, or, yeah. or a minute, or whatever. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll never forget recording the end of the game, the perfect game. Swung on and missed a perfect game. There's a creative call by Vince Scully, yeah. and uh, and so then uh, I think, well, gosh, this is uh, this will be valuable someday. The the ninth inning, my, my little real yeah, tape recording, absolutely. right? Then I went to Wallach's Music City, which were the predecessor to Tower Records and Amoeba or whatever the whatever the kids like to go to for their records these days. The internet, yes. Yeah. So Wallach's Music City was where you could go and not only leaf through the albums and the uh, the forty fives, but you could take a, a record that you were thinking about buying into a private glass enclosed booth and fire up the turntable. Round and round she goes. And so I walked into Music Wallach's Music City. Why, as a little kid, I'd be going into Music City? I don't Did know. your parents take you? I don't know. It's been it's been a couple of years. Yeah, I, okay. I've forgotten. But anyway, so I go in there and I see for sale or stacks and stacks of wax of forty fives of Vin Scully's call of the perfect game, immortally, so, yeah, inscribed. Yeah. Well. Great minds think alike. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we got to get back to guess the verdict. You ready for your second question? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I think I'm going to Sandy Koufax this whole thing. Oh, that's so. Perfect game time, folks. Calling my shot. So uh, this deals uh, with a New York City couple named uh, Harib uh, Kelsoglu and her new husband, uh, Penyamin Kelsoglu. They were at their wedding. Uh, as is the custom at Armenian nuptials, the groom is tossed in the air by guests while dancing. Sure. Well, Pennyman Kelso Glue came down on the hapless Stephen Weissblatt, and now Stephen is sued, claiming long-term injuries. He sued the catering hall, saying they served booze to guests who were already drunk. That makes sense. Yeah. It's and, a wedding. Yeah. And Mr. Weissblatt, the plaintiff, claims also he's temporarily been unable to have sex with his wife. So that's part of the allegation as well. So... What's your guess? Uh, who's going to be uh, the big winner at the end well, this of this is tough. Uh, legal this is, dispute? This is this is tough. You know, <clears throat> I would say the vast majority of of these sorts of cases, 
somebody gets hurt in these murky circumstances of alcohol being served and who knows how much and how long and how many hours and whether it was responsible and how drunk people were before the bartender was yeah. serving them and many variables. They, yeah. And the most common outcome of that, of course, is a drunken fight. Right. And then you there you have a, a drunken fight. You've got uh, the 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 interceding bad actor that you can point your finger at and the insurance policies involved get to go. Oh, look, we have a specific clause that says, no, we don't cover mutual fights. We don't cover tortfeasors. We don't cover pe- bad people interceding and causing doing crimes. You know, sue that guy. And if he has insurance, that's nice. But we're not the company that's on the hook here. Mm-hmm. But this is specifically uh, more like a slip and fall and a slip and fall case. I mean, the vast majority of all cases get uh, you know settled for some amount because that's what they're there for. The policy is there to cover people flying. Right. But this one is kind of in between. You've got reckless actions being taken, but they're also the kind of expected actions that you would see in a, a banquet hall where yeah. weddings happen. Mm-hmm. So I think the plaintiff wins some money. I'm sorry. No! Uh, assumption of risk uh, defense... Uh uh, the plaintiff assumed the risk by being on the dance floor. Sure. So apparently when you go to weddings with certain cultural aspects... Uh, They're dangerous I mean, places. Well, you know, there have been uh, conflicting cases over the last few decades about hockey versus baseball. Uh, uh, a guy was injured uh, in a Los Angeles hockey arena, arena and he sued. And, of course, there are all sorts of waivers and disclaimers on all the, the ticket tickets and, the, yeah. and so on. But the, the judge concluded... Nobody in Los Angeles knows a puck can fly off of the ice. Wow. And so I, you didn't assume the risk. You know, I'm not going to wow. tilt it towards you. As opposed to foul balls. In baseball, yeah, that's part of the game. Yeah. If someone is tragically hurt uh, as a result of a foul ball, they're out of luck. Yeah. And there may be some sort of nuisance value, sympathy factor payment. But companies that have the benefit of defenses like that aren't going to be throwing Running around a big verdicts, yeah, big settlements around. You know, that's that could be a that could be a you know how what the the, the Los Angelinos public uh, a knows about different sports and how dangerous they are for spectators, and it might also be we love the Dodgers, folks, the Kings, who king king of where king yeah. of what i don't know crap about that i don't know anything about hockey and i'm sorry but this is america's pastime gosh darn it well you know it's funny that the the puck baseball story reminds me of another example i i didn't realize until lately that in, in curling if the curler accidentally spins that rock around too fast it can it can flop off of the ice and injure patrons and so that's kind of an analogous injury yeah. i think are you Perfect ready? Are you ready to uh, improve your batting? I'm going to bounce back. I, I'm from no longer 500 Sandy. to six six seven. You know, it was it was it was kind of arrogant of me to compare myself to the great Sandy Koufax uh, to to claim that I was going to go perfect. Um, we're going to come back down to earth. We're going to be a little more reasonable and be be humble. That's an expression. Go perfect or go home. Yeah. All right. Dateline, Providence, Rhode Island, Connor. Okay. Celia Riocardi filed a personal injury suit after a car wreck in Rhode Island. But she wasn't happy with the result of the suit. She claims the jury voted against her mainly because the court clerk improperly influenced the panel. What? She non-verbally communicated the, with the jury. The clerk is just sitting there in the courtroom. Just sitting there by Answering the phones, helping the judge. Laughing, smirking during oh. testimony and closing arguments. According to Rio Carti's lawyer, Connor, the clerk, quote, communicated an image of distrust and disbelief to the jury regarding the merits of her case. So... 
Rio Cardi filed a motion for new trial. So how do you think this motion? Wow, that's really interesting. For improper influence. Yeah, I've never heard of a, a court clerk being involved in any sort of, I mean, sometimes you get quite stories about the judge and the judge, you know, delivering the jury instructions uh, in a biased way or in, in instructing the jury panel, you know, you know, biased way because the judge is very involved. The judge is a, is an active participant. Uh, he or she reads the, the the instructions and instructs the jury as, as issues come up. Oh, disregard this evidence or consider this evidence only for this limited purpose. Or this is why you're here. This is what you're going to do. This is what you have to do. You have to stay in this room. You have to go here. You have to go eat lunch now. They're very involved. Right. The court clerk is there to talk to lawyers, is there to answer the phone and to interact with the lawyers and so that the, the the judge doesn't have to in lots of ways. The court clerk will take your messages back into chambers so you don't invade the judge's chambers unannounced. Uh, the court clerk helps the judge with their calendaring and scheduling. The idea that they're interacting with the jury at all is a whole new one. I would say that that is a, is, is a, it's a very bold claim, but if the clerk was doing all of that, I think that they act like a proxy of the judge. And I think that could lead to a mistrial. I think you could ask for a, a new trial as a result of the uh, uh, the clerk's uh, bad. <laughs> okay, now you're laughing at me, which I'm going to take as an indication yeah, that just like the clerk. That's a good take. That's a good take. You know, no! I'm, I'm sorry, instinct was wrong in this case. The uh, Rhode Island Supreme Court said no. The court ruled the litigants and witnesses, court staff, jurors, and even judges are susceptible to normal human reactions. Yeah, that's so, true. That's no true. justice That's in true. Rhode Island this time. Oh, tragic. Uh, let's go down to Clearwater, uh, Florida. Oh, actually, first, Connor, before we go to Clearwater, let's take a quick break. But first, Connor's going to tell you how to rate and subscribe to Too Many Lawyers. Yeah, if you want to listen to me try to claw my way back and repair my ruined batting average after this colossal. You know what? Probably I'm not cynical enough anymore. <laughs> I used to be cynical. I used to biting and, and, and cruel. And now I'm giving people the benefit of the doubt. Crank up the centimeter. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway, if you want to listen to us. Highly caloric thing to do. Yeah. Ooh, delicious. Uh, If you want to listen to us every week, check us out on the podcast platform that you prefer. Uh, Rate uh, our podcast five stars. Subscribe to us so you get it pushed every single week. Wait wait a minute. Let's back up. You're telling them to rate us. Oh, absolutely. Five stars. That's that's like influencing the jury. Yeah. When you say to the improper. No, no, when I say to the jury, ladies and gentlemen, the jury that, you know, the the evidence has shown uh, that you should have my client be exonerated. For For you to instruct a listener to take the power of decision out of the hands of the listeners. Connor, I'm 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 sorry. When Hillary Clinton got up and said, Pokemon, go to the polls and vote for me. She didn't say Pokemon, go to the polls and vote your conscience. And maybe that's Donald. Trump. She said, damn it, vote for me. I'm Hillary Clinton. That's true. Yeah. And she's my role model. So <laughs> let's do everything she did. Anyway, like, subscribe to the podcast and I'll see you after the break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. 
This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal. And I'm Connor. So this is a special edition of Too Many Lawyers. It's all guess the verdict all the time. Connor's doing quite well today. I'm knocking out of the mark. He's one for three. That's pretty good. Batting average is better than every major leaguer ever played, except for uh, like Ty Cobb and mm-hmm. twenty other people. Yeah, 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 very few. So not not bad. Pretty good. Uh, we're going to Clearwater, Florida, Connor. John Ruppel's idea of a good time was to get plastered, grab his. You and me both, John. <laughs> grab his iguana. Oh, and do. Yes. So- and do something virtually nobody else has ever done oh, with an no. iguana. Oh, no. He would head for his car and take a spin. Oh, okay, that's the, fine. The twist was he'd slouch down real low in the driver's seat, prop the iguana <laughs> the little creature's paws on the top of the steering wheel, drive down the street hoping to amaze his fellow drivers. And every did it once, work? Every once in a while, John would peek over the dash to make sure he wasn't about to crash into anybody or anything. Well, the highway patrol spotted him. They were not amused. He was arrested for drunk driving. So, oh, Connor, not iguana driving, uh, drunk driving. Yeah, that's right, drunk driving. See, that would have been an interesting case. Here, slam dunk, obviously he goes down in flames. You can't, you can't be drunk and let your iguana drive. But give me a different case where a stone cold, sober as a priest man, <laughs> takes his iguana out for a spin and has the iguana sit between him and the wheel yeah. with the only iguana paws on the, the wheel and for as long as possible between peaks and breaks, has the iguana drive the car that that's not on the DMV regulations. We don't have a rule for how many minutes you have to be attentive and actually looking at the road uh, and how many your iguana can take over. That's the case I want. Well, um, I understand where you're coming from. Uh-huh. But what's your what's your final? My answer? final verdict is this guy goes down for drunk driving. You're absolutely right. He was convicted. Uh, and by the way, just to uh, reassure everybody, the iguana was given to the Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Oh, goody. And it was first one they'd ever had. Yeah. And the, the it was later, delicious. Yeah. The later report that came in is it died or 10 later, months later, but not a nibble at all. So they just had put the thing down. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. No, I made that up. All right. Are you ready <laughs> for the next question, Connor? Yes, I am ready. I was born ready. We're moving to South Holland, Illinois. Mechanic Manny Shushu renovates his 1979 Porsche 911 in his garage, mm. a windowless tin shack in an industrial park. Okay. The problem is Porsche Cars North America is unhappy with the fact that Manny calls his garage Porshop Inc. P-O-R-S-H-O-P. Porshop Inc. He wouldn't listen to reason, so the Porsche people sued him, seeking an injunction, arguing he has no connection to the Porsche company, and his custom and their customers could be confused. Yeah, and that's the basis for the injunction. Yeah, this sort of thing is very strange. Trademark law is governed by the federal government. It's in federal court. It's not a state law issue like most things are. If you have a contract dispute, you go to state court generally. Uh, if you have a slip and fall, you go to state court. Uh, but specifically, trademark law is governed by federal law. And this idea of consumer confusion is, is paramount. It's huge. It's, it's a massive factor in lots of different tests um, that judges use to say, okay, does this pass muster or not? Is this okay or not? Uh, could the public be confused by it? And it has always been the most baffling and, and, and confusing thing to me because when you have a trademark, 
it, it, the way you use the trademark, if you use it in a in a bad, outrageous way, like you slap it on your crappy garage that you know harms Porsche's brand uh, by making people think that this is like a registered Porsche shop where they can you know get their stuff, their luxury car fixed. But it's a it's a heap of junk in a tin shack with no windows, and you do bad work, and all that hurts Porsche. The more outrageous you get and the worse you get, at some point, you're good. You're home free because no customer would ever think that this is an official Porsche shop. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of push it as far as you can so that no reasonable person would ever walk in. They'd have to think this is a parody. This yeah. is a joke of a shop. This is like me trying to pass myself off as Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, well, that one's a, that's an easy mistake to make. I mean, I, sometimes I walk into the living room here and at, at the at the homestead and I say, oh, my God, Pierce, nice what are you doing? Here, where's Royal? Nice of you to say. Yeah. Oh, were you through with the rant? I, my rant is done. I think uh, that in this case, uh, the consumer confusion uh, issue is present because, you know, maybe Porsche is slapping its uh, logos and uh, its approval on uh, random shops and they're doing shoddy work. And that's a really dangerous thing. Porsche has the power to control its brand and make sure that people think that their employees do good work. Um, you know, it's just like if you opened a, a McDonald's uh, and you called it mcdonald's and ac uh and you serve bad food people would think oh man they're really handing out these licenses to to run a mcdonald's a french franchises to run a mcdonald's just anybody these days this guy's serving you know rotten fish yeah yeah and that's no good so i think i think this uh porsche shop goes down yeah the injunction was denied no uh yeah the judge said there was no confusion here the judge pointed out Manny's garage is in a deplorable area. The judge is British? And is in, yeah, it was James Mason. Oh, okay. Second career. I see. And is in deplorable condition. He uh -huh. doesn't sell cars. He doesn't do routine repairs. And he hasn't advertised for a decade. Injunction denied. Okay. All right. So he was pushing it all the way into a completely unbelievable. That was what the judge said. It's so unbelievable that it, it can't, I, I don't even have to worry right. about it. But, you know, he doesn't do routine repairs. He hasn't advertised in 10 years. So what the hell is Porsche doing? Why are they even filing this lawsuit? How could they win if, if the guy's not even, like, running a business? He's just fixing his own car, like you, know you said. You know what your problem is, son? Yeah. You can't handle the justice. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. No, you gave me a clue. You said he's fixing his own car in this, and he calls it this, and the Porsche is upset about it. Yeah. You're right. I should have been able to pick up from the clues <laughs> that you were dropping in there. That's quite all right. Hey. Still batting 250. When we return, <laughs> Connor's going to climb back up over 300, I bet you. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Stick with us. This is Too Many Lawyers. I'm Royal Oaks. And I'm Connor Lips. So, Connor, 
You uh, we're in the bonus round here on okay. uh, a right. very special a... episode of Too Many Lawyers. It's uh, all guess the verdict all the time. And so, does this give me a chance to catch up and make up for the lost ground that I've made? Because it's uh, it's been a it's been a rough show for Connor. No, you got one right. Okay, and, and nobody can ever take that away Thank from you, you unless you. of course a penalty is imposed. Yeah. By the <laughs> way, we we want to dedicate this episode of Too Many Lawyers to to Oprah Winfrey. Um, Really? Yes. Not Vin Scully? All right. No, no, no. I'll, let me tell you why. Um, much She's in a much better position to help out with downloads because if by uh-huh. chance she or her people appreciate us dedicating yeah. the uh, episode to her. And yeah. If they say, gosh, you guys knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Thanks for the heads up. Then, you know. Who knows? Maybe I'll shoot her tweet her way and we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if Oprah tweets. Maybe maybe we just need one retweet from Oprah and boy, we, yeah. we we're in the money. I'm pretty sure you're not going to get through their tweet filter. Probably but, true. You know. Yeah, that's that's All right. Are you ready to go to San Francisco, Connor? Yeah. Okay. I'd love that. The Urantia Foundation. Urantia Foundation. That's a bad name. That <laughs> sounds like a urinary tract infection. <laughs> Or the medicine for it. One way or the other, it's bad. I I, I agree with you, but what are you going to do? They didn't consult us. So this Urantia Foundation published a book that supposedly was written by otherworldly celestial beings. Oh, hell yes. Yes. Human Urantians claim they simply transcribed, after divine inspiration, what some outer space creatures thought up. Okay, so the problem arose when a woman named uh, Kristen Mahero, a resident of Arizona who really likes the book, decided to publish copies and doggone it, sell them herself. Huh. Well, the Urantia Foundation sued Kristen. And, uh, but Kristen, being clever, argued in court, you can't copyright something unless you wrote it. And you claim the celestial beings wrote it. Bingo! Amazing. So there's no... Copyright. Beautiful. So, this is, we don't usually have copyright hypotheticals and guess the verdict kind of, but here we are tonight. So uh, what do you guess? I love it. How do you think this turns out? You know, out? this is fantastic. I, I think it's <laughs> brilliant. Know. I don't know if it raises itself to the level of fantastic. Oh, it does. It, well, it's certainly fantastical. Um, yeah, it is. It, You're right. This actually briefly, it, it just just barely touches this idea that, well, when you're just transcribing something, you're just taking down something, uh, you're not really putting your own creativity into it, you're not really putting your effort into it, you're just copying, right? And the original author has a copyright. They have a right to, to control how and when and where and who profits off of copies made of their original work. Right. But if you assemble something, like for instance, a map maker or a phone book compiler, if you assemble a phone book of numbers, you put the time and effort into doing that and you organize them maybe by alphabetic organization or by the number somehow, or you have an index, you do it by subject matter, uh, whatever, back in the day when phone books existed, you you assemble compendiums of things, you draw maps. That's just a reflection of reality. You didn't create reality, but you you know, copied it onto a map and people find value and use in that. Right. Um, that they used to insert fake phone numbers in creatively invented fake phone numbers for people that didn't exist into their compendiums of phone numbers so that when their competitors just copy their phone number and then claim, oh, we they did a lot of garbage. Ourselves. We get, yeah, they get the garbage numbers in there and you get caught because you in court, you could go in and say, look, Steve Smith at this one, two, three fake lane doesn't exist. They just copied our phone book and boom, that's a violation. 
you can, therefore you can copyright compendiums of things. I think a compendium of taking the taking down and the organizing and the chapterizing and, and, and all that of the celestial beings knowledge, even if it is celestial, uh, gets you copyright. So I think these folks, the copyright, uh, the, 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 what are their names? The Urantians. The, your, your, the Urethrans, the, <laughs> the, the, the Eucharists. I'm not sure what their name is. The Scientologist by another name. Um, they win on this one. You're absolutely right. Yes. The Urantians win. Did it. The court said since humans compiled, selected, coordinated, Boom. and arranged the material. You got were, it. You got it. They could claim a copyright, even though they claim the real authors were non-human beings described as divine counselor, the chief of the core of super universe personalities, and the chief of the archangels of... Nibadon. The more they say, the more I'm less happy that they won. But yeah, okay, sure. All right. Well, they, they are the winners. So you're on the comeback trail. So uh, next, uh, we're going to Nashville, Tennessee. Connor, are you ready for a trip to Nashville? Yes. Uh, Great Bob, barbecue there. Okay. Bob Bernstein owns Bongo Java. Okay. Java, a coffee house in Nashville. So maybe, maybe you visited there as well. Who knows? Bongos. That was Bongos. That was Bongos, yeah. Yeah. So he... Bob Bernstein owns Bongo. It's a coffee house. Uh, Bob was baking buns recently, and he couldn't help noticing one of the sticky cinnamon buns was the spitting image of Mother Teresa. No way. Now, instead of eating it, or you wouldn't eat a thing like that, or selling it, he shellacked it, and he enshrined it in a counter display. Then he started selling T-shirts with a picture of the confectionery nun bun. He called it (laughs) the Immaculate Confection. Nice. Yeah. Mother Teresa's lawyers heard about all this. And you know what they did, Connor? They filed for an injunction. And she, uh, they argued that there, there's no right for these folks to use the image of Mother Teresa for commercial ventures, her voice, her likeness, her name. Yeah. It's, just, it's just wrong. Yeah. Well, how do you think this case turned out? That's a good question. So you people do own their likenesses. Uh, they they have the right to control how others use those likenesses. Um, you know, I can't uh, put Matt Damon's shirts on uh, t- uh, face on a t shirt and sell it uh, without Matt's explicit you know consent to that. Um, and the same is is true of of this guy's pretty crappy probably rendition of Mother Teresa's face in a uh, in a bun uh, in a cinnabun uh, because you know. Anybody can claim that this cinnamon roll has a picture of of Matt Damon or Joe Biden (laughs) or Donald Trump or Mother Teresa in it and therefore start selling T-shirts with, uh, you know, Trump's likeness. You can't sell Trump merchandise or or Mother Teresa merchandise. um, uh, And they're remarkably similar um, without the consent of the person whose likeness you're borrowing. So, yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter to me that you're selling a picture of a bun. You're selling you're selling on Mother Teresa here. You're using her likeness, her image, her knowledge, her name, her reputation. That's what you're uh, using and abusing. So, yeah, I think that guy loses. Well, the uh, the injunction was granted. You're right. Yes. The uh, justice prevailed in that case. Yes. All right. Let's go to uh, Dalton, Wisconsin, shall we? I, can we go back to Tennessee? They have better barbecue. But okay. okay. Sorry. Sorry. We're already there. We're in uh, Dalton. Was okay, a, okay. It's like a wormhole. They got good cheese. You know? So Dolores Wright was enjoying a spin around the spinning wheels roller rink when nature called. And she had to take a break from the action. Okay. So she went to the ladies room and 
Well, that's when it happened. Uh-oh. Her feet fell out from under her while she was in the stall. Oh, no. And she fell with a crash to the floor, hitting her head on the edge of the well, commode. Can we say commode? Yeah. Is that okay? I think that's legit. Let's, let's do that. Okay. That seems very, very polite. Yeah. So she uh, says, Do you mean the... F- she the claims sh- she fell because she'd been holding onto the bottom of the stall door, and she had to do that because the lock was missing. So Wait, so the floor didn't break underneath her. She just fell down. No, this isn't a horror movie from the 50s down to the center of the earth. What are you talking about? And she she was holding on to the bottom of the stall door in order to keep it closed. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the facts again because okay. it's important. And yeah. Totally clear understanding here. So her feet fell out from under her while she was in the stall. And so she fell, hit her head on the edge of the commode. Sure. She claims she fell because she'd been <laughs> holding on to the bottom of the stall door. Yeah. And she had to do that, she explained, because the, the lock was missing. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. So, I mean, I think, I've been in this scenario. Colonel Mustard did it in the billiard room. Yeah. But, but. <laughs> I, have, I have been in this scenario. I have had a broken stall door that you know prevented me from from <laughs> closing the, the the stall and i've had to, to suffer the indignity of reaching a foot out and touching and put it holding it with my toe if you were uh, in the senate you'd be arrested yeah i would definitely um good reference but the the uh the fact that she fell off the toilet as a result of that it seems that seems kind of, maybe the toilet's really far from the door <laughs> You know, lady, you could just go to a different stall, or uh, if there's only one stall, then when someone comes in, you could just say occupied. But let's take a break here for me to tell you a fact I may have not mentioned okay, before, okay, and okay. probably didn't have to. Um, she didn't take her roller skates off. Oh my god! She went to the bathroom. Okay. Okay. I just wanted you to have. All I the think facts. that's that's a. I would say that's an important fact to spring on me at the end here. This lady loses. You can't wear your roller skates in the crapper and expect there not to be a crapper catastrophe. What if you're the Sonia Heine of roller skating? (laughs) No, did I get her last name right? I don't know. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) All right. Keep it together, Royal. We're on a podcast right now. Okay, I'm trying to... uh... Yeah, I, I just I think you've you've disagreed with me uh, or the, the the truth here so many times. Yeah. Um, okay. No, the judge ruled that she should have taken her skates off before. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Give me the bell. Yeah. I deserve the bell. I you earned the bell. Double bell. Thank okay. you. Okay. So I've I have I have clawed back. I would say I got I don't know three or four right out of. Was I approaching fifty yeah. percent at least? I, Is I that? Think, I think you were very close. Very Thank close you very me. much, and that puts me above Ty Cobb. I mean, batting yeah. average that puts me, you know, a world class champion, uh, and and then we're that's that's it, right? There, you can't you can't hurt me with any more of these, right? We're done. Uh, there's one more. No, this I will be a tiebreaker. This is our last guess the verdict. Okay. <sighs> okay, it's, I'm ready. Uh, it's you now we're in Fort Worth, Texas. Okay. Okay. A country western music radio station KNYG FM in Fort Worth announced to its listeners it has hidden five and ten dollar bills. In the fiction book section of the Fort Worth Library. Wow. How about that for a promotion? Huh? Yeah. Free Four, money. 400 people descend upon the library, tossing what was estimated to be 3,000 books onto the floor. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, uh, the library suit, 
the radio station. Uh, Connor, you uh, you get gas. Yeah, you. They didn't even choose a freaking Barnes and Noble. They had to go to a library where they could, you know, abuse a public service that's for the good <laughs> of everybody, and you could exploit them for just the fact that they happen to have a bunch of books around, and they could, you know, sneak in and, and hide some dollars. I wonder if they even hit any dollar bills, or if it was just a hoax. It doesn't matter. I mean, you have set the mob upon this uh, institution, uh, regardless of whether you've actually hidden 15 bucks in books. I can't believe that many people gave a crap that much about $10 bills to mm-hmm. go find. I guess maybe if you can't find them all. But wow, no, they this radio station loses. You can't sick a mob of angry uh what philistines philistines you're calling on a country library. western music fans philistines and people who don't said? understand respect the art uh the artistry of literature they, they're disregarding the uh, library that's not how i i didn't even understood remember that it. It, i didn't even remember that it was country music i I'm a, I, I'm a big country fan now that country music has moved on from god bless america 9-11 was bad now that we've developed a real sense of like what country music is in the last 10 15 years it's actually gotten a lot better i'm a huge fan of it do you remember the story I think I told uh, you before about the promotion by KHJ, the rock and roll uh, station that was yes, in yes. the mid-60s? Yeah, really, yeah. really uh, Very top, famous. Top and, and had the, the, the- And of course, it was like featured the, in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino. Right. Was, was it like low gas prices that they were, were featuring? Or no, was it just a guy they did, who they gave no. away? They, was a, they said at, at some point, they said, hey, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Uh, the first person to get to the corner of Topanga Canyon Boulevard and Roscoe Boulevard in Canoga Park wins X dollars. I don't remember what it was. Five dollars. Five buckaroos. And what do you think happened? Car crashes. Car crashes and lawsuits. And, it, and I believe the result of the, uh, the lawsuit was RKO, general owner of Channel 9, lost because yeah. that was, you know kind of foreseeable. Yeah, you basically tell people to engage in an unlawful drag race to get $5. It's it's like they announced, all right, everybody, uh, mad, 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 mad world. Uh, Yeah. You're you're one of the characters. You're Dorothy Provine, so it wrote. Gosh, Connor, uh, this is amazing. An entire episode of nothing. Back to back to back. And I didn't embarrass myself, but I think I still got a little work to do. Oh, that's okay. Like I said, I got to go back to being more cynical. Well, and it's like getting ready if you were to go on Jeopardy, you'd probably hit the books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we'll see you next time on Too Many Lawyers. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay.